What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, the Comeback Conversations, episode two with my man, Travis Whitman. Um, this program, or not this program, this conversation here, this uh, podcast we're doing, if you will, is to kind of give an insight into what's going on in Travis' world, kind of showcase, spotlight some of the the comebacks who've come through the program with me and have been pretty successful at what they've done because it's cool to, uh, it's kind of cool to highlight my journey, right? To get to this point. I'll just give you a quick funny story about it. But we, uh, we did an ask campaign about some of the guys that, you may even filled it out, right? It was completely anonymous here in the past couple of days uh, about what could be better in the program and this and this, this, and I, one guy out of there said, Oh, it's all about the Mark show, the Mark show, the Mark show um, was the feedback he gave me. And the truth is, dude, I really don't, I try not to talk about myself that much, but how, for whatever reason, I took it that way. So um, that was what happened yesterday. But the really, the reason we do this show, um, the reason that I want to do this is to to give back, right? Um, we don't get anything out of this, but I wanted to kind of highlight some of some of the guys who are out there crushing it every day. So today's episode, um, we have Travis Whitman. He's been with us now for what about ninety days, sixty days, seventy? I don't know the exact. Yeah, something like that. I'll come first. So yeah, two and a half months. Yeah, about two and a half months and um, you've came through the council and you've done really, really amazing. So you've actually participated in the program uh, from Jump Street. You were actually throwing in, you know, throwing your hand up and communicating and, and helping out some of the other guys. And then, um, you know, you're also coming to an experience and I'm sure you have some interest in coming to the, uh, the Alliance and actually part of, becoming part of this program down the road as well. But as it sits right now, um, I just want to take a minute and let you introduce yourself, Travis, to these guys, because this is this is showcasing spotlighting you, brother. So where are you from? What do you do? Just fucking you got the floor, bro. So uh, I, I live in Washington, eastern Washington. Um, I'm the CFO of an electrical contractor. We build data centers for Microsoft. Um, my life was kind of a mess when I came into the program. I was in the middle of getting a divorce and uh, it's completely been changed and I <clears throat> I couldn't be happier right now with uh, the, the different things that I've accomplished over the last two and a half months. Uh, I, I don't think I'd, I, I can honestly say that I wouldn't be in the gym right now. I would be drinking still. And you didn't love the gym, right, when you came in here? What? You didn't love the gym. Oh, no, no. The gym sucked. I never liked the gym. I didn't want to be in the gym. Now it's like five days a week I'm in the gym, and I can't not do the gym, which I never thought would come out of my mouth. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, uh, about where you were, you're coming through a divorce. Um, you know, you were drinking for how long was it, you know, just share as much or as little as you want, man. Like I, I know that uh, not everybody wants to throw all their information out there, but just background on you. You know, I I've been drinking hard for my whole adult life. I, I'm a binge drinker. So I'd go, you know, I, I can go, I, I can drink, you know, on the weekends and just get plowed. But over the last year while I'm going through the divorce, it just got to the point where I was drinking every day and drinking a lot every day. I'm lucky that I don't have a DUI because I was driving drunk every single day. Um, you know, I knock on wood that, that, that never happened. Um, yeah. Not only was I drinking before I've, you know, I, I've been into, into all kinds of drugs, cocaine, meth, the whole nine. Like I've, I've done, I've done it all. And you're a, you're a CEO of a company or CFO? What CFO, you, yeah. CFO. So you got a pretty important position at the job you've done. And yeah. um, you live this, this crazy lifestyle, right? Yeah. I, I, I was a, what they like to call a functional addict. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the word addict. What's your, what's your take on that now after coming through the, the program? Um, did you think you were sick? Did you think you had a disease? Did you think, what, what was your mindset wrapped around? Like, obviously, I get you and I know you. I remember the conversation 
um, that we had. I was actually out on my rooftop. I don't know if you'll, you'll probably someday get out here to, to meet me in, um, at this office. Uh, I know you're coming to meet in Texas, but I was actually enrolled you and I was out on the rooftop and it was a sunny day. And I remember this, like the, you were under pressure and under fire at work and you were, had all these different things. Um, but I think a lot of that shit was self-induced. Um, or I'm sure there is some stuff going on right at work as well, but it was intense. The, the conversation that you were, that you had with me, you were, you were like fucking on fire and you don't weren't, weren't sure if you're going to do it. Then bam, you went and you called back within seconds and you did it. Like you had this quick, quick personality. Um, but where I'm going with this is up to that point, did you think you were sick or you had a disease or what was your, what was your take on that? I know, I knew that like, like I, I believe that addictive behavior is a thing, but I don't think I have a disease. I didn't think I had a disease. Like I, you know, I woke, I was born freaking an addict. I, I think I just picked up as a coping mechanism uh, to deal with things. And it was just an unhealthy way to deal with it. I don't think, I, I hate the thing, the, the I'm an alcoholic, you know, label. I no, I'm, I chose to drink way too much is the real answer. And I'm choosing not to drink anymore. You know, it's, I don't think let's, let's stay on that topic for a couple of minutes. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, being addictive or having an addictive personality, because I believe that you can take that uh, addiction or kind of like winning go hand in hand, right? If you look at some of the greats and we'll step outside of the realm of, of um, alcohol or substance abuse right now, but talk about like Michael Jordan, for, you know, I, I, I just love him because he's an amazing, amazing athlete, right? I, I can't play basketball very well. I, I suck at it, but I know the dedication and just watching and, and learning and studying success and, and reading all the cool things about him and what it took to be successful or, or even Tiger Woods or even like, like the rock for instance. Right. I would imagine you could look at some of these dudes and, and the stuff they've done inside of their life is they've turned addiction into a good thing. Right. Um, they were able to tap into something, something in and use it for good. Right. Being the best version of themselves possible, which is essentially what you've been able to do, what I've been able to do inside of this comeback is like, Hey, look, I don't have this, the gifts to go play basketball or baseball or whatever, but I do have the gift and the, the power to choose every day to be the best version of myself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to become addicted into life, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, addiction can go either way, right? You, you, you can be used for good or evil, I guess. That's the way I kind of look at it. And the, the doing it for good is so much more effective. <laughs> So what are some of the things you're addicted to now since you've been able to replace? I know you said the gym, right? But I don't know if you'd necessarily call that an addiction at this point. But is there certain things inside of your life or inside of the pox of life we talk about that you've picked and you're like, you know what, this is, I'm going to be on fire in here. This, I'm going to focus on, uh, you know, relationship. I'm going to focus on business. I'm going to focus on my faith or what, something like that. You know, one, one of the things that I really struggled with before the program was just negative self-talk really bad. Like I would beat myself up horribly all of the time, you know, telling myself how big of a piece of shit I was and whatnot. And I really turned that around into the positive affirmations and waking up every morning and saying positive affirmations about myself. And when those things start, when those negative self-talk starts creeping into my head, I'm like, no, that's, that's not who I am anymore. We're not going to do that anymore. And, you know, when, when, when you're aware of what you're doing, it makes such a difference in, in correcting those, you know, these behaviors have been become ingrained and in habits into your life. And it, and it literally takes constant, you know, focus on an awareness on making sure that, you know, those old habits don't fall back into place. Right. An addictive awareness. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, or tell these guys about, uh, you know, what's your morning routine look like? 
that, uh, that's the that's the toughest part right especially if you're coming off the backside of a hangover or even if you're just depressed or you had a fight with the wife and you wake up angry you got these tentacles of life just fucking grabbing at you pulling you down um you know you, you start the, the day off on the wrong foot you're gonna probably have a, a, a crappy day right so one of the switches that you made i'd imagine was the morning so what's that look like for you so you know it's funny I, I wake up an hour and a half earlier than i used to um i get up i don't journal every day as i should i don't write my goals every day as I should, but the days that I do, we've talked about it. I, I still struggle with getting it done on a daily basis, but uh, I get up, I, I, I write my goals down. I get my lunch packed. Um, I kind of just take it, take me, take it easy in the morning. And then I got about a 45 minute drive to work. And I always listen to some sort of book on tape on the way to work. Um, and it really completely changed the way that I, my days started because I used to get up, basically take a shower, run out the door. And I it just didn't, I didn't have enough time in the in the morning to get myself like centered, and now with now ha- having that extra time, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. Just and and I don't let stuff bother me as much as I did six, you know, two and a half months ago. It's like the stuff that's out of my control is out of my control, right? And I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that shit get to me anymore. How much of that stuff that was out of your control? That's kind of what I was trying to say when, when I enrolled you that day, right? There was so much stuff that was out of your control that was actually controlling who you are. But now that you've been able to separate it and, and do something about it, like the, the awareness and things like that, but how much, um, how much more clear are you on the things that actually matter to you? Oh, so much more clear. I mean, I, you know, I, I knew stuff was, stuff was up at work, but I, most of what I was dealing with or most of what was, consuming my my mind was um stuff that was out of my control and when i decided to pull you know to to not focus on that and focus on the things that were in my control i I just don't care nearly like it's not that i don't care but i don't get worked up over stuff that i can't control because it it doesn't it doesn't do any good anyways right um we all have like a a pivotal moment, right? At least, at least I did. There was a moment I'm thinking back with some of the other guys, um, you know, at, at the experiences and, or even just on the phone calls we do on the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, where some people had some breakthrough moments. Um, but for me, my moment was I was sitting on a beach and uh, down in Florida, I'm actually, I can see the picture of my son and I, but it, that was when he was a baby, but this was literally, I was in the same spot um, years later, looking at the same ocean, the same stuff that's going on right there, right now, this second, I had this, this, you know, are you ready to listen to me now? Um, breakthrough inside of my life that said, holy shit, this is the time for me to go figure out what to do. Right. And, and then that's how this thing kind of spawned, right? Like my life wasn't working. Um, so I had that moment. Was there a moment for you when things really clicked? Um, was it before you joined the program? Was it during the program? Was it, you know, was it the, the time you gave us the credit card to, to get real? Um, the, uh, I think, I think there's kind of a two-step I think that's a two-step answer for me. Like the Facebook ad um, was definitely, I think a God shot for me. It's like, I, I literally saw it one day and I was like, Oh, this guy knows what he's talking about, but it was a long ad. So I didn't, I didn't read it all. I just kind of skimmed it. I'm like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Then the next day pops back up and I actually read the whole thing. And I'm like, wow, he really gets it. And I click on the video, watch the video. I'm like, okay, now this guy really knows what he's talking about. He called me the next day. I mean, I, I did zero research on, on this whole thing. I'm like, you know what? I've, I've, I've spent money on way. <laughs> but, I want you to go, but I want you to go deeper than that. So what I'm, I'm trying to urge you to do, okay. 
And so like, so yeah, I get it. Like, I know what, I know what we do. I know the marketing. I know, yeah. I know that that's what helps you get here. I'm talking about the moment for you. Fuck me for a second. Right. Like, or the, the comeback, there was a time that you knew, right. They said, you know what, this is what I'm going, I'm going to do something about it. When, when was that? Do you know? I think I was on the phone with Ryan. Um, and, and he, and he said, just go fucking do it. Like, so it was, it was after, it was after you had already enrolled then. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I already knew I needed to do something, but like I hadn't done anything. Like I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like I, I was ready to do something, but I hadn't really done anything up until that point to do anything that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we urge you to it. You wanted to be part of something. You felt like you're part of something. And then I, I assume you're, your uh, accountability coach said, dude, just go fucking do it. And there was like a wake up call that you had at that, at that moment. Yeah. And that, and that's when the ball really started moving, like with, with major momentum up until that point, like it was, I was moving forward, but it was, it was, I was taking little tiny steps at like, at that point it, it started, like I started running right. and like the snowball effect was happening and it, and it's, it's been awesome ever since. So I, what, what I heard you say right there is that that, decision that moment was commitment right that's yeah. you're really committed to becoming the best version of yourself right now so um i want to take a step back here now when when you were enrolled and you were new to this you were going through a divorce is the divorce finalized yep and how are you holding up on that i would imagine you know a lot of guys go through or going to go through this or, or they're trying to figure out they're on the side like can i save this or can i not save this um you know how did how did you handle it i mean obviously you didn't go get drunk like talk about some of that like what would it have been like if you would have drank and then what's the reality of the life that you're living right now? Um, you know, the, the thing about it was I knew that if I, cause I had quit drinking earlier this year when we were going through, like when the divorce stuff had just started and I was like, I knew then that if I drank that it was only going to make it worse. And then like through the summer it went shitty. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to drink anyways. And that wasn't, that didn't help at all. Um, and it was a struggle. I mean, I, cause I didn't want the divorce. She did. And it wasn't that she wanted the divorce because she didn't want to be happy. Like she didn't know how to be happy. And so what, you know, I, I remember first couple of weeks I talked to you about it and how it's like, how do I want to be treated? You know? And I, and I wasn't, I wasn't being treated the way that I want that today that I want to be treated. And had I not gone through the, the divorce, I wouldn't be here today. And I'd still be a miserable drunk. And so, I mean, it's like, like we talk about, like the negative things in life become blessings. You know, if, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be the man I am today. And it happened to you, it happened for you essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about that, man. Standards. How do you want to be treated? I want to be treated with respect and I want to be treated like a partner i don't want to be i don't want to be like i want it to be a level playing field i don't want it to be like you know one person is over the other person or whatever i don't i don't i don't need to be bringing like i don't need to be pulling someone along to make them better i want to be on a journey with someone that wants to be better by themselves and then together become the best version of ourselves together i guess if that makes any sense right i bet you though um, so, so that's on the relationship front with a, with a female, right. That you're looking for, but how about the standards of the way that you want to be treated? We talked about respect the other day on one of our calls. 
Um, but how about the, just the way that people treat you inside of your company, inside of the, the daily relationships at Starbucks or some, you know, like, like we go through these motions. Like, have you noticed, like, since you're holding yourself to a different level of respect, right? Since you're trying to portray, I don't want to say portray, but you're living this, this Travis Whitman of the 2020 or 2020 that's coming here, this, this new man, have you noticed the influence you've had around other people and the way they're treating you? And have you um, kind of wrangled in, everything in your world and made everything about your world, your, your world better, where now you have more respect, higher standards, better people around you and, and better conversations. Right. Yeah. You know, I, bar I, talk I, I, essentially is what I'm, ta- what I'm saying like without fucking bar talk or drunk talk. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, I basically have moved most people out of my life that was in my life prior to the comeback and like brought in new people because it's just the, the respect level, all, all the people that were in my life prior to were, we, we just were, down at the bar drinking together. You know, I, I joined a couple of church groups, um, you know, meeting on a weekly basis, stuff like that. I, I had to shift a lot of my friends out of my life and, and find some new ones. And that was kind of tough. How many of these new friends have came from the comeback, even though they're not uh, essentially right there inside of your area? Have you made some new relationships back here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say that there's a couple guys in this program that I've never met, um, but I would consider them better friends than most people in my real life. My, it's funny my, how that works. Yeah, that, the guys I met on the internet. <laughs> See, what's cool for you is you're about to embark on this journey with us in, in actually 30 days from today. Um, we're going to be down in Texas, so that's coming quickly, but you're going to actually get to, get to meet some of these dudes. And I know that you know, you've got relationships with already, but it's going to get stronger. I've watched that happen at every single one we've done so far where guys come through and like all of a sudden it gets real and their friendships and you can see the conversations that they're having. So it's a pretty cool thing. Um, Let me ask you this, brother. What is the greatest gift the comeback has given you, but ultimately you, you know, you've gave it to yourself, right? But what is the greatest gift that your greatest power that you have or that, that you've taken from this so far in the almost three months you've been doing this? I lived a very mediocre life um, and I'd kind of given myself the idea that that's just the way life was going to be. Um, now I mediocre isn't good enough for me. So it's get like taking my power back and being, being like, Hey, I can go get this. I, I can do anything that I put my mind to. And I've always had that mindset, but it got buried underneath a bunch of shit and it's like reemerged and, it's an amazing feeling. I, I, I see myself going in different directions that actually have purpose behind them, not just, you know, going through the motions. So, so talk about that um, a, a, a little bit mediocre and tie that into the future. Cause one of the things that we do big here is uh, that, that we do really big here is create a future, right? Something massive for us to go after that we want, you know, that that's a big portion of the program. Um, what does the future look like for you, Travis? Um, I, I have a couple different irons in the fire. I'm looking at um, getting involved in some sort of organization that helps people. I don't want to. I don't want to just be working for money anymore. Like I could, you know, any. I, I can get any job making money. That's not. That's never been an issue for me. But I want. I want a job that actually I can see where it helps other people grow, and. You know, there, there's a there's an organization in Wenatchee that I actually reached out to yesterday. I'm going to get involved with. And even even if it's not full-time what I'm doing, at least I want to be doing that on the side 
um, to help people. I don't know. Oh. I'm still, I'm still, it's still, it's still a vision. I still haven't gotten the, it, it's, it's an idea concept in my head still. Talk about work for a second. Is it better? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as you going into yes, work. For, for me personally, absolutely. It's better. Like I, I, I know like when we talked originally, I was angry all of the time. I, right. I, I, I hated it. I was not happy. Um, it's absolutely better today. I, I don't, I don't let it get, get me there. I don't get fired up like I did because it's stuff that is out of my control. goes back to what you talked about a couple minutes ago. Yep. Cool. So how about some advice for some of these guys, man? We've got some new guys in the program that are watching this right now, probably live inside of the Facebook group, or they're going to be catching it on the, the replay as that thing surfaces through the algorithm. Um, then if we chop this thing up and we put it out there in, in uh, videos, give some, give some advice for some guys that are on the fence of, of either like, like what I find awesome about what you did is even though you committed and you started moving forward inside of the program, you didn't really, really commit, commit, until you had your moment. So some of the guys are inside of there waiting on that moment or trying to create that moment, if you will. Um, but give some advice to some of those guys, man. And, and uh, what would you tell them? You know, uh, if, if in your gut, it says, do it, do it. Like, don't, don't, don't wait. Um, the other thing that I, that when I originally got into the program, so many things in my life were a mess. And I tried to do, I was trying to fix it all at once. And I wasn't succeeding at it. I, I instead started taking it like one piece at a time and I would, I would, you know, like this is real dumb. I started making myself lunch every day for work instead of going out. Like that, that was like my first little baby step that I took. And then once I got that into my routine, then it was like, okay, now I can, I can start doing pushups in the morning. You know, I, I, I would take one little thing. And as I kept getting those one little tiny wins stacked up on each other, that's when like the momentum really started. And it's like, I can do way more than what I'm doing, but I needed to get the little tiny things in place before I could really start going. So it sounds like you had no order. No, no. My life was chaos. And, and, I, and I've been accused of loving chaos. Um, I don't think I love chaos. I think it was that I was, chaos was comfortable. And I, it's not comfortable anymore. Where do you think that came from? The, com the chaos being comfortable? Yeah. I, mean, I, I lived a similar life, but I'm, this isn't about me. This is about you. So I could tell you my story, but I, I think I'll let, put you on the spot. Because, <laughs> I mean, chaos is fun in this really non-meaningful um, way. You never know what's going to come when you got chaos in your life. And so there's always an opportunity to have change or I don't know. It, it's stupid is what it was. <laughs> is it chaos or is it uncertainty, right? They kept it fresh and exciting for you to know that there was going to be something chaotic happening or something uncertain. Or oh not. yeah. The uncertain. Oh yeah. More, more. Yeah. The uncertainty for sure. Yeah. You never know what's going to be around the corner and that's always fun. But now you do know it's going to be around the corner because yeah. you choose which, actions every single day. Yeah. Which is way better than not knowing. I mean, it's like, I look at where I'm going now compared to where I was going and the path now is just it's upward before it was up down sideways no everywhere and mostly it was going in a negative way it wasn't there wasn't an upward movement to it it was just up all over the board 
and it wasn't fun. Right. Well, now it is. Now you got the life that you're creating. And here's the cool thing about it for you, Travis. Excuse me. You're only, <coughs> you're only a few months into this, right? You're going to be about three, about four months, about almost four months by the time we get to uh, the experience, which is pretty freaking amazing, right? What's great about this is the radical shift you made inside your life and understanding that the drinking was never really the problem. It was the solution to the problem that was going on, right? So that those things that you said, functioning, if you will, and addict or alcoholic or whatever label you wanted to give yourself, that truly only exists if you allow them to, to exist, right? If you let them exist. But now that you've committed to this new life of excellence, this, this put, a, put a plan in place and order here, the fucking, I don't even know that the sky is the, the limit because maybe the sky is just where it's starting, right? Like, can you even think beyond that, like the universe? And, and I know I could be going crazy here, but I think that there's nothing, nothing can stop you or any of these other comebacks that are here except for you. It's about being able to create that vision that you want. And, um, and I'm, just, I'm just thankful to be on this ride with you, on this journey with you. And uh, um, you've done a great job. It's a big impact on uh, Adam's life, I believe. I'm sure you guys are, are going to be at the experience together here in a couple of weeks. But um, I just want to give you a minute here to, to power through some advice for some guys or just you got the floor to say nothing or anything if you want or thank some of your guys that maybe have helped you here. Um, and just, uh, just let you know that, that we're here for you, man. And I'm proud to be on this this uh, new life change for you as well, man. You know, I, I just want to say that um, it's been a great ride and, it, and it's only beginning. And, you know, Ryan, Krim, uh, Adam, I, I, I could, David, uh, Dan, Dan, the man, all these guys have been awesome. I mean, with the, the, the the people in this group are second to none. You can't, you cannot find a better group of people that are, are there to help you, to support you, and to give you advice. And no matter, no matter if you fuck up, um, we're, everybody's there for you. And and that's, I mean, reading the stuff on Facebook is very powerful for me too. It's like, I, I don't post anything on Facebook, <clears throat> but I'm posting a like and stuff on this group constantly. Like I'm constantly checking Facebook just to see what the new stuff is people have posted um yeah i i words can't describe how happy i am to be where i'm at today i mean it's i'm in such a better place and i'm just thankful and grateful awesome well travis that's it brother i'm gonna let you get to work i know you're a couple hours behind us there and i've got some other stuff i gotta do but i want to thank you for spending this uh 30 30 i don't know how many minutes we're on here but i look forward to meeting you in person brother spend some one-on-one -on -one time with you in uh texas and uh that's all we got so that's it for today's episode of the comeback conversations episode two travis thank you for being here man we'll see you in a few months or a few weeks Thanks, Mark. all right